Welcome everyone to Bullish Project episode 23 back again with your weekly check-in throwing bars up in here. Listen, I want to start off today's episode with a little bit of yet last week's episode. I got a little mix on my words there. Last week's episode, I have a clip that I want to play just so you guys can understand where I'm coming from when I start this episode, because last week's was pretty good. You should check it out. This week, I think we have a similar topic. Of course, everything I talk about is very similar when it comes to motivation and inspiration, but we just got to keep remembering everything that there is to it. There's a lot of steps, right? And each one of those steps can be applied to different situations um accordingly so you know you're not going to use discipline for everything even though it's it's nice to have you know you'll break the discipline to uh prioritize self-care or you'll prioritize um discipline to make sure that you're getting to where you need to be in terms of your goals so you're you're gonna be like this flexible um I don't even know what's flexible like like a, a piece of rubber right this rubber band that just kind of goes back and forth and and you will use different pieces of what I talk about in your daily life, but not all at once sometimes. So I want to play this clip. If you haven't watched last week's episode, check it out. But I, I want to emphasize this real quick. Sorry for the shaky camera, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube. It's a little bit of how I have my setup here. I'm, I'm going to change that eventually. But here we go. Here's this clip here. So I, I want to challenge you to get a list and just make literally three things. It could be a person. It could be just a hobby of yours that you get to do everything every day um it could be anything it could be anything you're grateful for this one time that you went to band camp i don't care what it is just make the list i challenge you so real quick what i want to say about that clip there as i said i challenge you to make a list three things that you're grateful for and what i was talking about was three things you're grateful for to kind of take a step back and not be so anxious or not be so um, worried about everything, right? Because it is it is easy to kind of worry about things that are outside of your control sometimes when it affects your personal life. But if you can let go of things that are not in your control, then you're going to just focus on what you can control and you'll just be a machine. You're just going to go, 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 and it's going to end up being a lot more productive for you when you go about your daily life. So I wanted to open up today's episode with that thought. And if, and like I said, if you haven't watched or listened to like last week episode, uh, go do it. I feel like I talked about a lot of good stuff on there and it's just an episode that really hits home for me as well, especially with somebody who's kind of an overthinker at times and somebody who really can't control some things that I tend to do, even though I'm conscious of it and I try to be aware of the things that I'm doing so that I can improve on it. But nonetheless, here we are, episode 23. We're talking about today. I want to talk about a few different things, but first I kind of want to talk about a couple pet peeves of mine just because I thought this would be a fun bit to, um, to kind of open up with, I guess. But, but in general, like I do get upset sometimes, I do get angry, I'm not like this perfect human being, so I kind of want to share a few of mine, maybe you guys relate, you guys have similar pet peeves or whatever, just let me know, leave a comment or something, I, I want to hear it, but uh, one of my biggest pet peeves that I realized in the last week or two has been somebody, like if I'm driving on the road, right, say I'm driving on the road, this is me, and somebody comes up 
and 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 there's like a car in front of me it's like literally here and there's like this minimum space right here there's this minimum space right i'll try to get close to the mic i know i don't, I don't want the audio to seem uh faded but literally this about a space to merge in and they just merge in sometimes without warning and sometimes just completely causes me to like slam on my brakes or or adjust my driving to accommodate their recklessness in my opinion and i will say i'm not like a super grandma driver myself i'm not perfect so i i tend to like get triggered emotionally and then i immediately follow it up with okay well i should be a little more forgiving i should look at this if i was in their shoes you know i was in a hurry to get to where i need to be things like that but the reason why i mentioned this is because one time it was like this, this one time literally a few days ago somebody cut me off and it was basically like i didn't even see them and you know i was like coming up to a stop and they were kind of next to me but in my blind spot but then they kind of sped up put on their turn signal and immediately tried to merge in as i'm coming to a stop and i didn't see them until after i was like almost done stopping like behind this car so there literally was not enough space for this van to get in between me and they were like kind of kind of close to like merging in and i almost hit them and i was like i don't even see it so i was just like holy cow like that that kind of fluttered my uh senses a little bit you know what i'm saying i was feeling a little flabbergasted and then that van kind of just like pulled off and then got in front of the next car because they were mad at me because i didn't let him in but i didn't even see him you know, I do feel nice sometimes on the, I'll let people in or whatever, but for the most part, it's your responsibility if you're merging into the other lane, you know what I mean? It's not mine. It's not my responsibility to get you to where you need to be. So why should I accommodate my driving to a level of, you know, I got to be somewhere too, you know what I mean? And again, I, I kind of got conflicted on this, like, well, maybe I should give them the benefit of the, of the, of the doubt. Holy cow. I just stumbled under, under holy cow. I stumbled over my words. Sometimes I should give them a, the benefit of the doubt, right? But in my opinion, I'm just like, they can see me, right? So if we just look at this whole situation as like a, a bird's eye view, if I'm looking at this from their perspective, they can see me because they plan on merging in between me and this other car into this very tight space that they could probably fit in. However, I didn't see them, so I didn't even stop to let them merge in and make that space but they can see me right and since they're kind of like next to me right here and then they kind of just speed up and try to do that i didn't see them at first so i didn't see them until after they were like in front of my car and so they assume that i see them as well even though they have the burden of like when they're driving because it's on them to merge in safely not on me. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know like the exact rules of the road or whatever it says, but I'm pretty sure if you're merging and somebody wrecks, it's not going to be my fault if I'm this car. If I'm, if I'm not the one merging in, it's not going to be my fault. So anyway, that's just like one of my pet peeves. Like I just wanted to clear the air just for my own brain for a sec because I've been struggling with it lately. Like when somebody just cuts me off into the most smallest spot there is causing me to like like slam on my brakes or adjust my driving to not hit them, whatever it may be. I just feel like it's, it's a little bit reckless of them to do that, especially when it's on them to merge safely. Now, like I said, I'm not a grandma driver myself. 
do speed a little, but I'm very aware of what I'm doing. And when I merge, I double, triple, third, fourth, fifth check. Like I literally go through and I make sure that what I'm doing is safe before I do it, even though I speed a little. And I'm very attentive. Like when I'm going, it's like when I play video games, I'm like looking here, mirror, 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 like everywhere, just making sure nobody's around me. And when I'm driving, I'm very attentive. Like even if I'm in my lane and I don't plan on merging left or right or exiting or whatever, I always look at the cars next to me as I pass them. Like, what are they doing? I'm always attentive. That way I can react to them if I need to, even though I don't think I should. But anyway, I, I, because I'm driving and I can control the wheel that I'm behind, right? That I need to make sure that I'm attentive to my driving. And if I'm, you know, going to hit somebody, even if it's not my fault, I don't want to go through the insurance or anything like that. I'd just rather not deal with that. Plus, I'm out of a car if it's totaled. Then I got to go through all that process again. I just don't want to. I told my car last year, almost to the year, it'll be uh, this Friday actually, one year ago, that day, and I totaled my car. And so I just, again, I'm not a, uh, I don't drive like 100% super careful, best driver ever, but I do drive careful enough to where I'm super attentive and I, and I pay attention to who's around me so that if they decide to merge in, then I'll, I'll see them. But in this particular case, I didn't see them because they were kind of coming up on my blind spot and I was looking at the car in front of me, you know, I wasn't paying attention to my right side. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just that merge in when there's like this super small amount of space. I just don't like that. Like wait for either another opportunity or see if they'll let you in, like get their attention or just keep going. The, <laughs> the thing that you could really do that would just make everything easier for everybody is just to keep going. Part two with this pet peeve is like people like to stop traffic. When I'm on the interstate on my way home, there's four lanes. Two of those lanes go south into Kentucky, which is where I live. The other two lanes don't. Well, they don't go to that bridge where I need to be, but so they go somewhere else. And it's like people ride this, this third lane right here, and then they try to merge in here at the very end, and they'll stop traffic in this lane. First of all, if there's traffic in these two lanes, I go around, and I take this lane. Because this lane takes me straight to downtown and I can take another bridge to get home. Yet when people stop, literally stop highway traffic, right? Because there's two lanes that are kind of backed up on traffic. They stop this lane completely. And this lane's going faster because that's, there's no traffic here. Everybody's just taking this other lane. They stop this lane, which makes this one stop because this one, they're, they're slowing down because they don't want to hit stop traffic, right? So everybody just automatically slows down, which is fine. But this lane should just keep going. Yet the person in this lane is trying to get their front row seat to the exit lane when they should have merged a long time ago. And now they have to stop completely because they have to merge into a spot that's not even there at the end of the, uh, the fucking lane, which where it like merges off. And I'm just like, bro, get the fuck out of my way. Like you're stopping traffic. I don't even need here. I don't need here. I need here, right? If there's a bunch of traffic, I just take the other way around. And you're stopping me and everyone else to merge in because you're selfish. You want to try to merge in here at the very end. Pet peeve of mine. I get passionate and emotional about that stuff sometimes. And again, like I said, sometimes I should give those people a benefit of the doubt. But I feel like most of those people just don't think about what they're doing when they're doing it. And be a little more careful. Good. But anyway, the next topic I wanted to talk about for today is... Something that I've been struggling with for a while, but it is something I need to talk about and something I need to use as motivation or inspiration for myself. And that is excuses, right? 
when we go through and we we through life right and there's ups and downs and and we try to do stuff that we want to do and we want to make it all work and we already have a daily workload right 24 hours a day we already have a daily workload especially if you're you know working and all even if you're not working you're in school you you have five days a week you go to school there is back to school right now a lot of students started already their first day right so school was already a five days a week thing and then not, not only that but homework and all that stuff when you're working it's it's basically the same thing but if you have kids in school it's like you you kind of have to work your schedule around work and then you have to go through and make sure that your kids are taken care of and home from school and then you got to feed them and make sure that and clean up after them and all that stuff so those are like your daily responsibilities right but outside of all of that if you want something to happen within work you want that promotion or if you want something to happen because you want to start your own business or this digital world that we have access to now if you want to try to start a hustle or a podcast or something online but yet you haven't started yet because you're looking for all these excuses of oh i don't have the time i have to do this i have to spend money on this and it's like eventually that gets old right you have your priorities and it's like if you can't make your dream a priority then it's never going to happen right and you just need to stop making excuses if you needed a sign to stop making excuses this is it whatever you're trying to do just go out there and do you know what you need to do just go do it and if you don't know what you need to do then there's this handy thing called google you can get on google and you can search up how do i blank 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 there's going to be youtube videos that show you how to do it there's going to be some sort of article that you can read that tells you the steps you need to take and you can research it more on your own but making the excuse of not doing it is just it's not going to happen anymore. it's not going to fly anymore Nobody's going to believe you if you're just this person that constantly says, yeah, this is going to be so big, so big, so big. I can't wait to do this. This is my dream. I can't wait. And then you don't execute. You're just making excuses. Oh, I can't do that because I don't have the time. Like, come on. That's the worst excuse in the book. Everybody has time. And if you don't have the time, like literally in your day to where you're you wake up and you have just amount of time to get ready and get your kids ready to get on the bus and then you go to work and then literally every second of your day during work is, is busy and then you have to leave straight from work to get your kids from school or whatever however that works and then you have to go home make dinner blah 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 and then you go to sleep like if literally every second of your day is busy then you need to wake up earlier to make it happen or you need to stay up later to make it happen once everything on your day is complete that is required of you for that day, you need to make the time, whether you want to or not, to make it happen. Because your end goal is to have this dream. And if you don't execute, it's not going to happen. And I'm starting to find this out. That's why I stay dedicated to this podcast. That's why I've made big strides towards my, my business. That's why I've had like notes and notes for years of trying to plan this out. And now, I've, I've been talking to several people. Now it's just like, what next? Well, the next thing is to just execute, right? The next thing is to just go after and do it. There's no more, oh, well, I can't do it because of this, or I can't do it because I don't have this equipment, or I can't do it because I, no, no, no more of that. No more excuses. It doesn't happen that way. You need to just get up and execute. Just stop talking and start doing it. And in fact, it's going to make it even easier if you just don't talk to anybody about it. Tell the most minimum amount of people that you can 
and go from there because those people will keep you accountable but if you're just t telling everybody yeah this is going to be good it's going to be good first of all if that was me i would get some sort of like anxiety about like everybody i told letting them down and you know not being able to control that guilt of not following through so for some people it's good some people it's good to tell other people you know what you're going to do because of accountability but you don't need to tell everybody you need to keep it a surprise so that when you do come up everybody's like whoa he just came up he just came up out of nowhere right and plus it just gets rid of all those distractions like if you just focus on yourself and not worry about some speech that you can make to like impress people and just worried about like the foundation and like the the guts of what you're trying to do like the heart of it then you'll make it happen and i'm going through that right now but i do reserve the right to change it if that's not what i want to do at some point so it's like a balance if you go through all of these processes and then you build up a certain reputation to be somebody and you don't want to do that anymore at some point you can reserve the right to do whatever you want to do whatever's going to make you happy you reserve that right as well, just like everybody else does. Just like, I don't even know who it was. I think it was either Kevin O'Leary or Mark Cuban or one of those people. They said, reserve, I reserve the right to change my mind under new information. Could have been Gary Vaynerchuk as well. I'm not sure. It's one of those people I follow, somebody who's very rich beyond my means at the moment and somebody who I look up to because of that. But, uh, not even rich, not even rich like money wise, just rich with with knowledge and rich with like the mindset to do stuff like that, too. That matters, too. So when you're going through trying to find things to do, like if you find your passion, you're like, yeah, this is it. Like if you yourself believe that this is the past, this is what you want to do for the rest of your life and if it clicks for you first of all you're pretty lucky because a lot of people don't find it as quickly or they don't find it at all sometimes and if you found it then that's good that's step number one step number two is you need to figure out how to make it happen and then you need to figure out the execution of how you're going to make it happen like it's easy to know how right if you just look up look it up on google that part's easy but then what physical steps do you have to take to make it happen? Because if you're doing your own thing, and when it's, when it's your dream, it doesn't matter what it is, but there are steps that you have to take to be able to get to that next level. And you will always have to put in more work to get to that next level, whether it's learn a new skill or, you know, like learn a new, um, you know, like, I don't even know, learn new skills, learn new, like knowledge in general to have that when you move up, like, there's always going to be like homework, basically, that you need to do before you get to that next step. But it starts with execution. You know, it, even if you didn't really work out, but you went to the gym all the time, you're going to constantly be in that environment of like, and you can look around and you can see people who are like super buff and fit. And eventually it's going to click to where you're like, yeah, I should go ahead and I can do this if I actually put the work in. But when you get to that point of, oh, I've already researched everything that I can research right now. At some point, you're just going to figure out that everything else 
has to come with experience and you just have to try it out. You just have to go for it. You just have to take that leap. And then you're going to fail. I can promise you that. I failed on a few business ideas already that I wasn't passionate enough about to stick with. And we'll find out. We'll find out what that is because eventually I'll be passionate enough about something that makes me stick with it. And then that daily routine of having the experience and the, the knowledge to keep it going or to do well with it is going to, it's going to be addicting. You know, you ever try a new skill and you kind of build your way up like, you know, you're starting from zero, but you kind of build your way up a little bit. You build some knowledge, you build some muscle memory. And then you're like, man, this is addicting. Like, I'm pretty good. I'm winning. Right. The, the, the way up is almost all wins when you're when you're starting from zero because you're learning so many new things to pile on to your your portfolio of knowledge. You're, you're always winning on the way up. The problem is you fail when you get to this top point to where it's either make or break. And then most people break the first few times. That's just how it works. Most people fail. But then there's all of this knowledge that you got from this idea. And then you can basically take it and use it for another idea. That's why management experience looks so good on a resume, because when you can well, first of all, do it well. I know there are some bad managers out there, but the management experience in general is nice to have because there are managers in every industry and it can be mostly replicated. In, in like the core skill of management can be mostly replicated. So that's the journey, right? You're going to go through and you're going you're gonna to build it up and then you're going to decide whether or not you want to stick with it. And if you do want to stick with it at this level where it's make or break, then you're going to have to fail first, but then you can go up. And some people who don't fail will have the knowledge necessary to not fail from prior experiences or research or books or whatever it is. Because I, in my, in my mind, I, I have no doubt in my mind that I can say that everyone has failed at some point. But, and there's always a but with me, you've got to find time to make it work. It's got to be a longevity type thing. So when you go through and you try to do something new, sticking with it is hard. So being able to stick with it and, and then have the knowledge to do it is like this perfect mix of, yes, you'll be successful. Being able to do it well and consistently do it, boom. Recipes for success is just no other way around it because somebody who does it consistently and does it well is only a matter of time before they're successful. Um, and they just need to, you know, some people it takes longer. Some people it doesn't take as long because of social media, virality, all that stuff. But if you have those two skills, then it's only a matter of time before you meet the right person or before you get your own thing going on social media and you blow up that way or you get the job opportunity of a lifetime and you can use your own skills as um, like a selling point to yourself to work for that company. And then maybe they don't hire you. Maybe you go through three or four more of those similar companies in the same industry before you actually get hired on, you know? Because everybody has a different path and you have to realize that if you're going to take that path, there are always going to be setbacks. And that's not just when you're chasing your dreams, 
That's just in life. But we got to get to this point where we do not make excuses anymore. Realize that there's always something that you could have done better and take accountability so that you don't have to worry about what everyone else is doing. You can worry about yourself. What am I not doing right? And don't use that as a, a self-deteriorating motive, like, like when you are self-deprecating, whatever the word is. Use that as constructive. Like, what can I do better? Maybe you just got to, in your mind, think to yourself, what are the words that I need to use so that I don't get down on myself? Word choice is a big thing. If you're thinking to yourself like, oh, I, I suck at this, like I'm never going to do it, then you're going to think that way and you just won't progress any further. Why would you? You know, there's science behind positive reinforcement and, and things like that. If you're getting reinforced to do positive things, then you'll do it more often. But if, you're, if you don't think in your brain that you're doing something positive, why would you stick with it? So there's, there's a big, like circle of events here that has to happen it's like a pie chart right because everything there's a lot of things in this pie chart that have to go together at any given point to be able to work one you have to believe in yourself that's that's one of them that's like one piece of the pie right there but the second one is execution right and the main topic i want to get out on this episode is no more excuses like if you truly think about the excuses that you're just spewing out of your mouth and realize how dumb it sounds to the person you're saying it to, you would never even speak. You would just be like, yeah, I fucked up. I need to just recoup and, and get back on it. Because you also have to believe that you're able to change at any point. Because you, you can. You're not the person you were yesterday if you don't want to be. You can always change and you can always be better at what you're trying to do. You can always be a new person. And now that comes with the caveat of the people who knew you for your past self. And even if you don't live up to that reputation anymore, but the people that you've interacted with for the longest time, they've built up this, this reputation of you in their brain to where they have associated you with certain things. And if you don't, want to be associated with those things anymore then you need to fight to get out of it but you cannot be mad at the people who are always going to think of you that way until they see something different because they need to see a new consistent pattern before they change their mind because in their mind it's kind of like battle of the reputations right one of them is bad from your past and the other one is good but it's like which one's more consistent which one like prevails and that's how they think and first of all i don't think you should really base that on whether or not you want to do certain things for your own self i just think that that contributes to whether or not you want to move forward people think about other people and the way that they think towards them all the time you shouldn't care about it but eventually it will come up to where somebody interacts with you and you're like oh yeah you haven't you know, like whatever it is, they're thinking to themselves like, oh, yeah, Mr. You know, drug, drug addict or whatever it is. Like some of those things are going to come up and even out loud, it's going to come up. But you have to realize that if that's not the person you are anymore. Then you wouldn't you won't even have to worry about it. The only we, the only reason you would have to worry about it is if you're still that person. 
especially if you don't want to be that person anymore. There's a lot of things that we do day to day as humans that we are not proud of that we just wish were different. Mine is a little too much laziness, for sure. And I'm not proud of that, but I know it's a work in progress, just like everyone else has all their other things they're trying to work on. And I'm not worried about everybody else. I'm worried about the things that I can improve on. I can improve on my execution and my laziness and, and be able to be more motivated and productive day to day. That's what I need to work on. So I challenge you to think about what you need to work on. Take accountability for what you need to fix in your life to get to where you want to be. If you don't want to be in the spot you're in, you need to fight to get out of it. You'll always have to do more than what is required of you to change the circumstances around you. It, that's just how it works. So enough with the, I can't do that because of, the, no, I, I won't do that because of this. Like enough with that. Be open to doing new things to get to where you need to be. Be open to taking a step back sometimes to see the path clearly to where like you got to go down to then go back up. And sometimes that move is not the best for everybody. Some people need to have a certain, like for example, money. If you have to take a step back with your pay rate to get like forward with your pay rate, just to get into the industry that you want to be in, then so be it. You know, and there's something to say about financial literacy, literacy, financial health, all of that stuff as well. Being financially smart to where you can spend below your means and have a savings account, have a backup plan, have a 401k, have all this stuff as a backup plan. And then as far as like your day-to-day -day spending, if you know that you can take this route, but it's not going to pay you as much, but it'll eventually get you to where you want to be dream job wise, then you need to figure out how you can cut your daily spending to where you can make that work. It's just, you know, income, income outcome, whatever, whatever income expenses, like whatever it is. Because eventually... If you make more money and your brain is trained to spend it, it doesn't matter how much you make. You're always going to be paycheck to paycheck. So to kind of veer off the topic that I was talking about, you know, some people in terms of the excuses that they're making, one of them is I just don't have the money. But yet you're spending a hundred bucks a week on Things you don't need to be spending it on. You're driving too much and you know gas is high, so you're spending the extra money on gas. Gas that's not required for your job. Or you're spending money on habits that you know are bad anyway. Like maybe it's time to look into quitting. Like smoking or alcohol or, or drugs like in general. And that's, that's a tough subject. I'm, I'm not even one to speak on that. I'm just putting it out there for the people that might be struggling with that. If you don't have the money to get to do what you want to do and drugs or cigarettes or whatever habit that you have that's taking a lot of your daily money from you, like if that's your situation, then you need to audit that potentially. And you can quit if you put your mind to it. Like I said, in multiple different episodes, not everybody has the same hand. In fact, it's very true that everyone has a different hand. Some are bad, some are good, some are just, you know, average. And some people are always going to have it better than you, but then there are some people that have it worse. 
And you will almost always, if you kind of look at yourself and where you're at in your life, you're almost always going to be in some sort of middle ground. Or somebody always has it worse, somebody always has it better. Unless you're the richest man on earth, which is probably Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos at this point, and that particular category, nobody else would technically have it better. But only one person can be at the very, very, very bottom and the very, very, very top. Only one person. And that just depends on what metric you're grading them by. Everybody would fall in the middle at some point with some metric. And that's why it's important to not necessarily even care about that. Just care about what your strengths are and your weaknesses are. Try to fix them, especially when it comes to money. When you're, when you're spending too much money daily, you need to figure out what it's going to. Like literally pull up your bank account and see what you've spent money on. It's that simple. And then just go through, okay, Netflix, maybe I don't need to watch too many movies or whatever. Cut that out. And now I have three hours a day to work on my dream and 20 bucks a month, right? Or find what you're spending your most time on and just try to audit that too. Are you spending the most time on things that cost you money? Are you spending the most time on things that are not productive? Things like that too. But at some point, you have to take responsibility for something. It's time to grow up and look at yourself as, okay, I'm a work in progress. That's okay. You don't have to be self-deprecating about it. But you need to challenge yourself to do better and make sure that you know you're not perfect just like everyone else is not perfect. But you do have things you want to work on. And you can do that if you just keep building those building blocks and execute. Like, like leave those excuses behind. You know, even for myself, I'm tired of hearing myself. Like, if I think out loud, I'm tired of hearing myself talk about how I can't do this because I don't have this. I can't start yet because I don't have this equipment. I'm even tired of that, of my own self. In fact, today's Saturday. I'm wearing my Zed's Dead gear. We're going to the Kentucky Speedway for Interstellar Festival. Shout out to all my homies putting it on. Shout out to anybody who's going to that because I'm going to take a day off for myself. But then guess what? Tomorrow, tomorrow we get back to work and it's all my business that I'm working on. And I've talked a little bit about it. Hopefully it turns into a restaurant. That'll be dope. Tomorrow we get back to work. Tomorrow was in the test kitchen, working on recipes, making stuff, going through the routine. It's just as simple as that. You could take your day off when you need to. Self-care, enjoy it. First of all, life is long. You got to enjoy it. But you need to consistently be on top of where you want to be and put that as a priority so you can focus on it and learn what you need to learn. And eventually those 1% like skills or 1% experiences that you're getting better at by 1% every time, eventually it adds up, you know, what do they say? Like you save a penny every day. And, and essentially double it or whatever, or a penny one day, two pennies the next, blah, 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 like on and on. Eventually you'll have a million dollars and what, like 80 some, whatever the calculation was. But that's without regression. And we do know that progress is not linear sometimes. So it's going to be ups and downs. So there is that factor. I will say that it is with consistency though. And if you stay consistent, you will get there. 
It was that. And, and I'm pretty fired up this episode. I'm trying to something a little different today. I'm trying to project my voice in a more motivational speaking kind of way and not just be like a laid back podcast. I'm trying something new. Hopefully, I'm, I'm going to listen to this back and hopefully this, this podcast reaches you in a way that gets you fired up and ready to go. But that's all I got for today. Shorter episode. But it's just one topic that's super important. And maybe these shorter episodes might hit a little different for you. That way you spend less time listening to me and watching me and more time on your priorities. I would actually love that for you. Maybe turn on Spotify and listen to me while you're doing things that you need to be doing to chase your dreams. But if you're watching me and you're watching my gestures and how I talk with my hands, then you're not doing anything productive. And it, it is so nice to be able to sit down and listen to me and watch me. I love that. I appreciate you. But you got to actually execute at some point. Stop the excuses. Go out there and do it. Right after this video. Right after this, this episode on Spotify. Wherever you're watching or listening this to. Right after that. You need to just go do. And that's what I'm going to go do. But I will leave you with this last question. And I think I want to do this from now on. I, I was thinking about it today and I was like, man, this is going to be a really good um, like bit or, or recurring like segment on the show, as my, uh, my boy Dave would call it. Shout out to the homie. Is things I've learned this week. Because I think it's important to grow as a person. You can't stop learning. You can't stop being curious. Because once you stop that, then you stop challenging yourself to reach your potential. So I'll start. And if you have something you want to share with me as things you've learned this week, reach out to me personally. I know a lot of people that do that. If you want to just leave a comment, that's cool too. But think about it at the very least. What have I learned this week? And truly think about it. Like it could be anything. For me... I tend to relearn a lot of things that I already knew, but it comes up in situations where I need to relearn it the most. There's not many new things in terms of my daily life that I learn in terms of what I normally do, like when I go to work and stuff like that. Like I'll learn new things, but it changes all the time. So it just depends on circumstance. But as far as skills and knowledge go, you can learn all day. There's infinite things out, out there that you can learn and there's no way I can learn it all and I will never be able to learn it all. But one thing I did learn this past week is like what am I even worried about? That's what I've been learning this week. What am I even worried about? Why am I not just going for it? Because you'll find that when you just go for it, it's not as scary as it once was. And I've been, I've been going through that, like just small steps. Like, hey, you know, if, if I need to do something I need to do for this, this uh, restaurant and some equipment I need to buy, then I just need to buy it. How am I going to know if it's good or bad? Like the certain oven, certain brands, whatever it is. How am I going to know that? I won't until I just do it, right? So that's, that's big, that's huge, right? 
in terms of what I actually learned, I'll throw it out there for the finance geeks out there. I learned that Robinhood offers stock lending automatically, by the way. Another reason why I love Robinhood, and I've kind of gotten away from stock investing for now. I've been dabbling into the crypto and learning about that and how it works in general, just to be on top of it and how it's going to be interacted like with people in the daily lives and stuff like that. But stock lending, I got a notification just yesterday that said my stocks were on loan. And I do own AMC right now, not investing advice. Want to just put that out there. I do own AMC. AMC, I learned that they are doing a uh, special dividend, basically like a uh, uh, preferred stock that they're going to offer, a one-to-one ratio based on their current stock. And everybody who owns a share of AMC will get that starting on the 19th, I believe, of this month, which is four days from now. That is Friday. And I did learn that. So when I did that, I looked into it. I was like, huh, you know, AMC's, you know, they're sticking around. They're, they're adjusting. They're learning. They're trying to build back up in the very grim position that they were in when COVID hit. They didn't give up. And they're trying to spin their business model into a way of digital as well with NFTs. And they're utilizing this, this meme stock boom that happened in the last, you know, year or so. And they're utilizing that extra money for like a recreation of their company, like a restructure. And I love that. And that's, that's what you should want to be. You should be an AMC. When things don't look good because you're not adjusting to the market, then you just got to look inward and be like, okay, well, let's adjust to the market. Where are everybody's heads at? Where is the attention going? And, and adjust to it. Learn more. So... I'll just leave you guys with that thought there. You know, in terms of the daily life, always be curious, always learn, always know what your next step is, by the way, too. That's very important. I personally have gotten stuck on trying to make that next step and just not knowing what it is. Some steps don't need to be done right away. Some can be done all at once, like in the same day. Some some have to wait for certain timelines or deadlines or approvals or whatever has to be done. And if you're just waiting on literally one approval from a person before you can keep going, then that's fine. But that's a rare amount of cases because a lot of times when you, when you're waiting on something like that, there's other things that you can be doing in the background. So I challenge you as I did last week, I'm going to throw out the challenge. Think about what you've learned this week. And if you don't know what you've learned this week, then this is your sign to get up or go out to the library, digital library, whatever, wherever it is, read a book, read an article, watch a YouTube video, learn something. If it's pertinent to your skill set that you need to make your dreams come true, awesome. If it's like a hobby skill that you're trying to do for your hobby, like that kind of thing, that's awesome too. Everybody's got to have their work and life balance where they enjoy it and then they go through and go back to work, but then they come home and work on their hobby, like things like that. But learn, just be curious, go out there and learn something. But otherwise, think about that. What have you learned this week? And I'll check back in next week and tell you what I've learned. But until then, episode 23 comes to a close. We'll see you next week for another episode 
of motivation and inspiration. Until then, it's your boy Brett. Peace.